Welcome to the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 27th. This is Anastasia Uglova, your host. On the official Google blog a few days ago, the search engine giant promised to go carbon neutral by the end of 2007. Among their goals, reduce energy consumption by maximizing efficiency, invest in and use renewable energy sources, and purchase carbon offsets for the emissions that they can't reduce directly. So what is Google up to? Cato's Jerry Taylor gives us his two cents in this podcast. Jerry, what do companies mean when they pledge to become carbon neutral? Well, it might mean they're planning on going out of business, but in Google's case, that's certainly not in play. For the most part, what they mean is they're either going to make investments to reduce the amount of greenhouse gas emissions associated with their business operations, or they're going to use some of their products to pay someone else to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to offset the greenhouse gas emissions that's associated with their business. Usually, when we hear about uh, carbon offsets, we're hearing about the latter and not the former, which means that if you're a profitable enterprise like Google and you've got a lot of capital sitting around, it's a fairly easy thing to buy carbon offsets from somebody who promises to engage in reduction somewhere else. Carbon offsets, what are those exactly? Carbon offsets are investments which would pay someone else to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions in lieu of you doing so. So in other words, if Google figures out that the carbon emissions associated with their business equal X, then they go out and find people who are willing to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to X extent and then pay them to do it which is really no neat trick if you've got a lot of money and if there's not a lot of carbon emissions associated with your business. So, for instance, if Google were in the coal business, finding carbon offsets for its business would be a pretty demanding operation. But since Google is in the information business and there's not a whole lot of carbon emissions associated with the Google business enterprise, it's not that dramatic a step. But besides carbon offsets, Google is also engaging in a number of environmental initiatives for their uh, strategy over the long term. And this includes the Climate Savers Computing Initiative, solar panel installations, and I believe an environmental speaker series. You're saying that none of these are effective or worth pursuing? Well, some of those issues are somewhat separate from the issue of carbon offsets. I mean, for instance, to set up a speakers bureau for environmental causes does not necessarily have anything to do with one's carbon emissions at Google. To promote hybrid-powered plug-in vehicles, likewise, doesn't necessarily have a whole lot to do with carbon emissions because promotion does not necessarily equal market penetration. I mean, let's just look at the plug-in car issue in isolation. They don't exist right now. The reason they don't exist is there's no battery for those cars. They haven't invented one yet that they can put into the vehicle. Until they do, it's a nice thought. Now, let's assume that Detroit comes up with a battery, which they probably will at some point, though they haven't done it yet. It turns out that while the electricity associated with running the car is cheaper than, say, using gasoline to run the car, I think that much is true. It costs a lot more to build a car like that than to, say, build a Dodge Neon, which is just a fuel-efficient, conventional-powered car. And so the industry has been telling lawmakers and reporters who've asked them that they don't believe there's a great future for these cars in the short term, absent government subsidy or consumption mandate. So I would think that if this technology is merit, you don't need to subsidize it or make people buy it. And maybe people will buy it and pay the premium just to make a green statement. That's certainly possible. But Google's promotion of, say, plug-in hybrids doesn't necessarily guarantee market penetration, guarantee that a battery is going to pop out of the clear blue sky or anything of the kind. I think for the most part, you can look at Google's operations in this regard as essentially a very dramatic PR move 
to win friends and influence people and to advertise the general virtue and ethical power of the company. And that maybe has some market value. Well, that brings in advertising dollars that makes the company a lot more popular with its users. So it seems that this is the most, I guess, cost-effective strategy. Well, we have to be careful what we mean by cost-effective. Cost-effective to Google? Maybe. If the uh, cost of carbon offsets in this green initiative is less than the profits that it brings into the company, it's cost-effective for Google. If you're asking whether it's cost-effective or if you think of it as whether it's cost-effective for the economy as a whole, I'm not entirely sure that's the case. But, you know, Google is going to give its customers what it wants. And it turns out that if a lot of people in the market want their companies to engage in carbon offsets and good environmental practices and whatnot, then companies will do that. And it's a useful observation that even if government does not act, if consumers in the market want something, the market will provide that something, regardless of what I think about it. So, for instance, if people want herbal supplements and power crystals and new age this and that, the market's going to provide it, whether it makes any darn sense or not for people to consume that sort of thing. Likewise, if people want greenhouse gas emissions and are willing to pay a premium to buy products from companies that are acting in an environmentally friendly manner as defined by the consumer, then the market will provide that too. But you're saying that general reason that Google's pursuing this is because Google can afford it. Oh, sure. I mean, if Google were a startup, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be doing anything of the kind. They'd need their capital for other investments. But Google's got a lot of money. So if you've got a lot of money, you can pay for carbon offsets, that's for sure. Particularly given the fact that the carbon profile for Google or anybody else in the information business is pretty small. Greenhouse gas emissions come from burning fossil fuels. Google doesn't burn a lot of fossil fuels in the course of its day-to-day operations. I mean, it burns some. They have to keep the lights on, the air conditioner going in California and whatnot. But For the most part, their carbon emissions are nothing compared to, say, somebody who's got a manufacturing plant. And this isn't going to be convincing anybody in manufacturing to go green. Well, you never know. I mean, people in manufacturing to go green, if it makes economic sense for them to go green, or if politicians imply that if they don't, then the hammer is going to fall. I mean, so this move from Google might be used as additional rationale for government to promote these kinds of investments. Who knows? But I have to be careful. It's hard for anybody outside of Google to argue that they know Google is taking this or that that step for the following reasons. I mean, I don't get memorandums from the board of directors, so who the hell knows? Maybe uh, Google's executives actually are deep in the cup on all these issues and believe it's very important and has nothing to do with business. That might very well be true, too. Thank you, Jerry. And thank you for listening to the Cato Daily Podcast. See you next time.